you don't learn how to never give up. Like that's something that you're genuinely born with or that's something that you learn at a very young age because of how you're raised or because of the people that surround you. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hey, welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. I hope you are having an amazing start to your 2020. Thank you so much for joining me to hear stories about our local business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers. If you've listened before to the show, you know that this, in, this show is full of information and inspiration, and I'm so glad you've joined us to partake, partake of that. Uh, today, we get to know a local business a little better. Um, who's working hard to keep what I call my mobile office or my car uh, clean and um, building their future. So welcome Bobby Thomas of High Caliber Cleaning. Thank you. I'm so excited to be doing this. This is going to be great. Well, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate you being here. I did have a personal experience with you guys. What has it been? Two weeks ago or so. Yeah. And it was just like I got my the inside of my car detailed and it was like having a new car. It was amazing. Was it really? Yeah. It's Yay. been so good. And mostly because it smelled so lovely. Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, we got in there and you had mentioned that you had labs and stuff. So we were prepared to get rid of the pet hair, which is normal. Like we yeah. have that all the time. Yeah. But there's always that, that dog smell. Yes. And so we do a really good disinfectant to make sure that that smell is just gone. Yes. Yeah, um, it broke my heart when I had to put the dogs back in the car. You're like, no, but, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, but I love them. And so we sacrifice. It's worth it. Things. I have to do it too. So tell me a little bit about high caliber cleaning and what is it exactly? We talked a little bit about being car detailing, but you tell us. Yeah, so we do everything from um, car detailing to lots of different vehicles. So we specialize in interior detailing and restoration. Um, and that can be anything from just a car to a large SUV, family vehicles. Um, but we also, we've, we've branched out a little bit. And so we've started doing semi trucks. Um, we've started doing Arnold Machinery, they have a lot of machines and stuff that they rent out, big equipment. Right. So we've started doing those. Um, we do a lot of boats, um, get them really cleaned up and stuff. That way they're ready for the lake. And and so pretty much anything with wheels is what I like to yeah, tell people. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily an RV. If I pulled my RV in here, <laughs> would you be cleaning out the middle of the inside? We've done a few RVs. Have <laughs> you? I don't love them. Yeah. Because I'm like, this it's is like more of a house. house. Yeah. Yeah. And... And yeah, we have the equipment for it and stuff, but they're just so big yeah. and they get dirty really fast that I almost feel bad telling people to have their RV like deep cleaned. Yeah. So we've done um, like oxidation removal on RVs. So talk about that. You do exterior, not only interior, yeah. you do exterior. Yeah. So while we like to focus on the interior, um, we do offer a lot of like exterior, especially with the boats um, and also with like side-by-sides and ATVs and that kind of stuff. Um, because you know, when you're out on the lake with your boat, it, they get really oxidized. They get all the algae on them yeah. and people, they don't know that you can like restore the outside of a boat. So they bring it into us. Um, and we, depending on what we need to do, we, we can go clear down to like wet sanding, which is where you get rid of all the scratches. Um, you restore the paint, you get wow. rid of all the oxidation. We've had boats that are back from like the seventies and we make them look 
like Shiny they did yeah. yeah when they first pulled them off the lot yeah that's and great so it's so much fun because you get people in here that are like oh my gosh i had no idea it could look like that you know especially bringing back those bright colors and so we've we've done a lot of paint correction with boats um and then also with some cars so it's not my favorite thing to do my guys love it <laughs> they love just the the before and afters of yeah, the paint correction I bet they do. um but yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially to do a full interior and full exterior for people. Um, I think the hardest part about selling the exterior is that in the winter, people think it's just like a waste of money and time. And it's hard to convince them that it's actually like really, really good to get your car detailed in the winter. Um, because we do, we just, we want to take care of the vehicle. Yeah. So we do a really good ceramic wax on all of, pretty much all of the vehicles we do in the winter. That way the road salt doesn't kick up and yeah, destroy right. the paint and stuff. How often should people have that done? So for the ceramic wax, I recommend getting it done every like four to six months. Oh, um, really? Mm-hmm. Yep, because it's not just like a cheap Walmart wax. No offense, Walmart. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we we use a ceramic wax, and so what that does is it, it bonds all of the wax together and creates a shield against the weather, against that salt that they put on the roads, against rocks. Um, and so if you get that done like every six months, your paint's always gonna look like new. Yeah, that's and great. You could take it through an automatic wash, it won't scratch it up, it won't get rid of the wax, but it's gonna get rid of any mud that has gotten on there and it slides right off. And then over time, it just kind of wears off. So it's hard to get off the wax you just have to let it kind of wear off yeah, on its own but it's, do it again yep and then you do it again so if you want to take care of your car i always recommend that to people for the winter um and we always do that for our boats as well that way the first time they go out on the lake you know the water just beads off of yeah, it right and Love people that. yeah oh people are obsessed with it <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to see people's reactions it's like when you clean your house really nicely and you want everybody to see it it's just like <laughs> yes it's like having a party point, yeah uh-huh you're like this is the whole reason i've cleaned my house <laughs> so, so all good. of you can see it yes <laughs> All right, so this is not, your husband and you both have this business. Logan was unable to be with us today, but this is both of your, you guys are partners in this business, We correct? are, yeah. yeah. So I can't take all the credit for it because he started it back in 2016 and we were both going to school um, and and he was he was doing mobile detailing when we were dating. And while, while we were dating, I was like, oh, good for him. You know, he's he's an entrepreneur and he, he likes to take risks and he's making money. Like, that's awesome. What was it that motivated him to do that? You know, he's always been into making money. He loves so he money. he just was finding something that he could make money doing. Yeah, I think what he told me was that he had done, I mean, he's always done little businesses on his own. So when he was like 12, he had done lawn care for people. He would just go around with his lawnmower. Um, he used to fix old phones and would charge people for it. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to sell st stuff on eBay and all that kind of stuff. So he's always just been into making money and doing it for himself yeah. and not for someone else. Yeah. Um, and he went to school for business and and he's always, he's such a caring person. So he's like, I just wanna help people. I wanna know that my time is actually being put to good use. And so I don't wanna just make money for someone else and and not be helping someone. I want to be in control of what I'm doing. And so he 
I think he was just Googling like different different business startups. <laughs> yeah, he's you like, know? I can do this. Was he go he was in school when he, he started was in this. school, yeah. yeah. He was what, twenty three probably, twenty four. Um and he he was up in Rexburg, had a little Honda Accord, you know, had a vacuum and a sponge. <laughs> Literally, that's like all he had, which you can't do much detailing with that. Right. Um, and his parents lived down here and he's originally from Idaho Falls. And so he he was up going to school and he would charge like 30 bucks. But he realized that students, you know, they don't have any money. Yeah. And so they didn't want to pay for a, a detail. Lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's like 30 meals of ramen. That's kind of a big deal. And so he kept going to school and would just kind of commute back and forth. And he would do details for people down in Idaho Falls and then Got he'd it. go back up to school. Um, and that's when we met and I was going to school to be a financial advisor. I was all about the data sheets and, and just the finances and the money and everything and the business aspect. Um, I got a great job with Northwestern Mutual and started doing financial advising and I loved it and did it for like a year and a half. And then, you know, we were, while this was all going on, we had been dating, we got married. And so Logan was trying to run high caliber cleaning and I'm trying to do so financial point, advising. So he had actually legit he did, yeah. He so we had moved back down to Idaho Falls. Um, we were both still going to school, and finally he was like, "Why am I going to school? Like I'm not going to use this. It's great for everyone that is going to, but I'm I'm not going to. Like I know I'm because not going to use it." Because he saw his future really doing business st- businesses. He didn't, yeah, he wasn't yeah. going to go work for somebody. No, he was not interested in that at all. And he's always been a big risk taker. Oh, what if I can do this? And, and we balance each other out really well in that way because I feel like I don't just hold him on the ground. I just kind of hold his feet so that he can't fly <laughs> too far up. Um, and, and You're so more the voice of reason in these yeah, situations. Yeah, yes. and he doesn't always like that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we've clashed, but we've also learned like, oh, this is, this is why I'm feeling this way. You know, this is why I'm scared of the business. And so we've learned to communicate with each other on how we can kind of help. And this went on for like, yeah, a year. You know, we had been married, we were living separate lives. He's trying to build his business, I'm trying to build mine. And and it was just, just this clash of the titans almost every single day. And so finally I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. So I quit school, I quit my job, and I came on full-time with him um, about a year ago. And ever since then, we've grown a ton, not just in our marriage, but in the business. Um, You know, we're living that healthy relationship and we're creating something so much more than just a job or just a career where we work together. We're actually creating a future and high caliber cleaning is an official business. You know, it's registered, we're licensed, we're insured, we have employees and it's like, yes, finally it clicked. You know, we knew what we were supposed to do and that was doing something together. So that seems like quite a risk for you to give up what you had been studying and creating a business oh, around it was so scary yeah it was it was terrifying i mean i had i had one year of school left and going to school and and doing finance i mean that was something i was always so interested in you know there was a lot of money in it but i also really wanted to help people um and so i thought i had my ticket and they're just it was there 
but I realized that it was either, okay, I can keep doing this financial advising and Logan can keep doing high caliber cleaning and we can split up and you know live our separate lives and never see each other. Or I can give up what I want and I can, I can go towards a bigger, bigger purpose, which yeah. is having a healthy marriage, which is helping high caliber cleaning. There was so much more opportunity, not security. I mean, it wasn't secure at all right, right. and super scary. Um, but ever since I left, it was like I started going with the grain. Yeah. And I've been able to use a lot of stuff that I've learned from college and from financial advising in high caliber. So it was, you know, what happened happened at the right time. And I'm really glad that we went through that rough patch. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I really wish that we could have just, it could have been like a smooth transition. <laughs> we all wish that. I think that you have to go through those rough things so that you can appreciate when you're looking at something a little bit different. It's, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, hindsight, I'm like, I'm going to be able to tell my kids that we went through some pretty hard stuff yeah. our first year of marriage. Like, we made it. We yeah. just lessened yeah. the divorce rate. Good for us. <laughs> Very good. Congratulations, especially in <laughs> this day you. and age. All right, so what do you guys what do you think makes you guys different um, as individuals than other people who dream of having a business someday? I mean, do you feel like there's anything that drives you guys differently than Ooh, other people? That's so tough because I don't want to come across as like arrogant, but I feel like like millennials, people our age are, you know, we have all these big dreams and aspirations. We we're known for wanting to make a lot of money and not having to do any of the work. I, I have heard that a lot, right? Yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. just a, that's just a stereotypical almost expectation. And so I think something that sets Logan and us apart is that we're serious about our success. Um, I have a lot of friends who have said, yeah, I'm going to build a business and it's going to be great and all this stuff, but they don't have a plan for it. And Logan and I realized that if we wanted to be different from everyone else and no matter what kind of business it is, if we wanted to be different and actually succeed, that we needed to, to actually get serious. We needed to make those plans and we needed to have people who had already succeeded on our team. So talk to me about that. You, yeah. um, I, I mean, you guys both, sound very ambitious and you had a little bit of experience not really experience but maybe exposure in school mm -hmm. what what do you feel like has set you up for success with this Ooh, um honestly i think i think entrepreneurship is something that you're born with um we had friends that they were getting their degrees in entrepreneurship and it always confused the heck out of me. <laughs> You're like, because, how can you? <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, you don't learn how to never give up. Like that's something that you're genuinely born with, or that's something that you learn at a very young age because of how you're raised or because of the people that surround you. Um, and Logan and I both came from amazing families who taught us how to work hard and who taught us that if we wanted something, we had to go get it ourselves. And I think that's something that really makes us different and helps us be more successful now because I mean my parents didn't pay for my college they didn't pay for my first car they didn't pay 
Sorry, mom and dad, but they didn't pay for <laughs> hardly anything. Well, you should not say sorry. I'm <laughs> proud of your parents because so many. Me too. I Good mean, job, mom and dad. It set you up. Yeah. It did. It absolutely did. And so while it was hard growing up and seeing all my friends, you know, get a brand new car, and I'd be like, well, mom, so-and-so got a brand new car. Like, why didn't I? And my parents were very straightforward and said, guess what? We don't have the money for that. And so if you want that, you need to go get it yourself. Right. And Logan's parents did the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And so we both, I think Logan and I, we both have this fire that we've had since we were toddlers <laughs> or just since we were born of if you want something, go get it because no one else is going to do it for you. And... You know, thank goodness we're married because we're a perfect match that way. He doesn't expect me to just do anything for him. And I don't expect him to go out and make the money for us. We make the money together. Like we're building this empire together. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other kids our age, unfortunately, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. Their parents did everything for them, um, which is it was a great learning point for us because I'm like, well, I know what I'm going to do for my kids and hopefully I do okay. Well, and it's not exclusive to just your generation. I remember even when I was going to school, seeing how many people were there on their parents' dime mm. and how they didn't take school seriously. Right. Um, so that did help me shape what we did with our own children. You know, I think yeah. it's very important for us to understand that uh, we're not victims. We can own our own lives. And Absolutely. So congratulations to both of your parents and <laughs> how they raised you. We can, we can take a lesson from that because even for those of us who may or may not have resources to be able to do those things for our kids, um, we still shouldn't always do that. Oh, no, I think you're absolutely right. It's like, I remember my parents sometimes saying, hey, I want to help you out. Like, I want to do this for you, but I can't. Yeah. You know, there were moments of that. I wish we could have had a better Christmas. Things that every kid, you know, is, is hopefully promised and well, and you compare, you know, you're always comparing oh, yeah. to what your friends and everybody else has. Absolutely. So. But there were a lot of instances where my parents said, hey, just because they're getting their own car, you know, just because your friends are getting all this stuff, it doesn't mean it's right. Like, you shouldn't care about that. And if you want it that bad, go make it happen. Yeah. And they were so supportive of this idea, whether they knew it or not, that they were creating, like, these powerhouses went on good days yeah. right <laughs> so tell me so, about that when you were young you had you had a little business didn't you <laughs> yes so it was called uh, bobby's excellent eggs uh, that's it cute. Was, <laughs> i was like i think i was like eight years old when i started it um because we we had this little farm and i wasn't old enough to do 4-h yet but we lived out in the country and you know, a bunch of people in the area. It was like a really small town in Western Idaho, New Plymouth. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've, like, I've probably driven past it. It's like 1400 people <laughs> right off the freeway. Yep. And so everyone does 4-H, everyone does farming. And you can't do that when you're like seven years old. And so my parents built this little chicken coop for me. Um, and then they, they were having some sell on chickens is what I remember. And so my mom was like, hey, how much money do you have in your piggy bank? I'll, I'll go in 50-50 with you if you want to go get these chickens. Oh, that's awesome. And in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, like that'd be fun. And so we, we went and we got these little did chicks. Did you have siblings? I did. And so they were doing 4-H. You were watching yep, them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I had a brother, an older brother that was doing 4-H. And then my sister was already in college. And um, 
you know, I, I was like half the size of a pig. And so I couldn't <laughs> do anything. Right. Like I was way too small. But yeah. a chicken, you can I, do could, that. I could kick a chicken if it came <laughs> after me, right? And so that wasn't intimidating. It wasn't overly expensive. And so that's what really like fueled this idea that, oh, if I want money, I can go make it. Yeah. And so like we got these little chicks and they, they took a few months to, to actually grow up and like start producing their own eggs. And that was awesome. Like hindsight, I'm like, you know, that was really awesome understanding the, you reap what you sow, but sometimes it takes time. Yeah. It's like the fruits of your labor Yeah. where you don't just, just because you have an idea doesn't mean you'll make money instantly. You know, I had to wait a few months for these chickens to grow up and I had to feed them and they weren't making me any money. And I had to go out and clean out the chicken coop. And I remember like the first time we actually got chicken eggs, I was so excited (laughs) because I was like, I'm the queen. I'm about to make a million million dollars. dollars, (laughs) (laughs) And so I started um, selling eggs to people around around town, mostly family members, because we had a bunch of family in the area. And I just had a little notebook, had a sparkly little butterfly on the front. I don't know why that's important, but it just sticks out in my mind. <laughs> well, it's not the traditional ledger, so maybe no, that's No, no, it was, it was a fun ledger. I think all ledgers should look that way. Exactly. We might want to do them more often yes. if they're sparkly. <laughs> but I, uh, I just had like every week, I had the list of my customers and would just mark little, you know, little check boxes of, okay, did they get eggs last week? Did they need them this week? What do they owe me? <laughs> Have they paid yet? All this awesome stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Well, it was it was a ledger that my mom had just written up for me. She basically copied a checkbook, and she hadn't. I mean, my parents aren't business owners. They, but they used what they had. Yeah. And it was simple enough, but significant enough to where I got started with it. Yeah. And so and I taught you that organization. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my mom is a very organized person. Props to her for just checking with me like, hey, did you go get your eggs yet today? Did you wash them? Have you called people yet? Like she was so motivating just because she kept pushing me. Yeah. It was always like if you're gonna do this kid, you're gonna commit and yeah, you're, gonna, do you're well. gonna commit. Like you've committed to this, go out and do it because you know you can. Yeah. She's always just been like this just awesome person. Like Ruby Roundhouse just does not give up. And she, she spreads that like within her whole family. And so, you know, she taught me that. And I did those, I did those chickens for like three years, I think. And then that's when I, I was doing 4-H and stuff. And so I kind of transitioned into that and started doing pigs and horses, um, which was a lot of work because you have to, you know, train them and breed them and it's a lot more expensive. And at the, at the same time though, you get a way bigger paycheck. So it was just it was just this building block of entrepreneurship that started when I was very very little. Yeah. And I didn't know that I would that that would make a difference. Yeah. I was like, oh, mom and dad just yeah. want me. They know that I have this desire and they're going to help me with it. Yeah. Um, you know, they helped buy the feed. They helped. They helped with the training. They were patient with me. My mom helped me with my 4-H book because you had to. There was so much stuff to fill out, which I'm glad there was. But when you're 10 years old and you have to fill out all this random information, you're like, I do not I care about this. all of this. <laughs> Turns out when you're an adult, you get the same thing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> QuickBooks, no thank you, but I still use it. But yeah, I think that's, 
that's what really fueled that. And Logan's parents did the same thing with him. Just he was able to store his stuff in their garage and they just, they always said, hey, don't give up. You've already started this, keep going. And that's, that's helped us become who we are. It's not just a, well, I wanna make money and never work again. I wanna work the rest of my life, but I wanna be making millions of dollars doing it. And I wanna know that I'm helping people yeah. as I make that money for myself. It's yeah. a win-win for me and for everyone else who I come in contact with. Well, it's fun to see you both um, have this ambition from very young and, and you. dreams of what to do with it. So you talked a little bit about this and I wanna just touch on it again. Yeah. Tell me about being a couple and running a business. Are there issues that you guys have run into? And what's your advice for other couples that are in or want to be in business together? How much time do you have? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You've learned a lot, huh? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary, which is crazy because I feel like we haven't been married that long. And then other days I'm like, how much time is left? Yeah, <laughs> not, not really. I love you, Logan. Um, gosh, I feel... I mean, we're in a couple of coaching groups and and so we leave, we've been able to see firsthand how some couples can work together and how others can't. And are those coaching groups specific to couples that are in business? They're not, no, okay. they're, um, Just... they're for business owners, but some of them, you know, they work together yeah. and, and other ones they're like, oh, I can never work with my spouse. They drive me crazy. Yeah. And, and so I don't, I honestly don't know what sets us apart, like why we can work so well together. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with our personalities. Um, while we are both very entrepreneurship minded, we also, Logan, Logan is very tender. You know, he's very personable. He's very easy to talk to. Um, and, and he wants to carry that in high caliber cleaning. He wants to know that people are always taken care of, that they feel good about themselves, that our employees are happy. Um, and those are all amazing traits, traits that I wish I had. <laughs> And, well, and that's hopefully, why you balance. right, yeah. exactly, because I'm more of like, let's get this done. If you don't get it done, you better have a good excuse. <laughs> you know, this is how it is. I'm just very analytical. Yeah. Um, I always tell people like my brain is just a giant Excel sheet. And so if two and two don't equal four, then we have a problem. Right. I don't understand. Right. And there's not a lot of room for touchy-feely, fluffy relationships There's, in there. <laughs> for me, it was like there used to be no room, Yeah, and which sounds so horrible. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the different relation, or not relationship, but different personality colors. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. What is yeah. that called? Well, the color code is the one color that Color code, yes, yes, that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very red. Uh -huh. I'm like 90% red. <laughs> But that and was like three blue. years ago. And he's very blue. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, but our secondary colors are yellow. Yeah. So we both know how to have a lot of fun together. Yes. Um, and then the red and the blue, we balance out so well. Yeah. And I think the reason we're able to do the business together is because we got to know each other before we got married. Um, and then the first year of being married, that was, that was tough. Yeah. I mean... It sounds um, like it. Sounds like you guys went through a little journey there. Well, and I don't know why we decided to go through that tough stuff in the beginning, but I think it made us even stronger in the next year, and it's going to keep building on that. Um, you know, at first, I wanted to be the boss. I was like, hey, I know what to do, and I'm going to do it. And that hurt Logan's feelings sure, a lot. because it was his business. Right, yeah, yeah, and I was taking over. Yeah. I told him to take his name off of the business card because... It was high caliber cleaning and it wasn't Logan Thomas's business. I said that word for word and like 
thinking back on it, I'm like, I am the worst person in the world. And I don't so, know why you didn't love that. <laughs> right. But to me, like, that's what made sense in my red brain. That's what made sense. And everything balanced out and it looked great. And to him, he was like, oh, she doesn't think my name's good enough. I think I'm going to go cry. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Like knowing that about him and learning about him, taking the time to invest in our relationship, I think made the biggest difference because now we can actually work together. I know what his strengths are and I know what my strengths are and we don't cross those lines anymore. Yeah. Um, well, and so, I, I really, really respect your insight on that. I think for some people in a marriage, it takes... 10 years or 20, or maybe they never get how each of us come to a relationship with different strengths. And mm. I don't have to feel threatened about yours. Right. You do you, I do me, and we can both be super successful together. Right. And a lot of people don't ever figure that out. So congratulations. Oh, thanks. And see, that's what I, I want to encourage people to work together. You know, I, I can't imagine a marriage where I'm not with Logan. You know, I can't imagine working a nine to five job and only seeing him at night. Um, and we don't have kids yet just because we've we've decided to wait and really build the business first. And so that's been helpful. But for people that do have kids and it, it kind of seems like they're either focused on the kids or they're just happy in front of the kids like that. That doesn't sound like fun, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's too late to ever repair a marriage or a relationship. You know, you can find out what your strengths are and i think being being humble enough to say hey you're really good at this and i'm not and this is where i messed up and you know will you work with me to to get through this and and being humble and vulnerable with each other is huge yeah because the person that you spend the rest of your life with needs to know about your struggles they need to know about what you've done what you're not proud of just like they need to know or just like you need to know what they are proud of so that you can continue to praise them for that. Like you, you have to know everything about them. So I think taking the time to get to know your spouse or your significant other is so important because guess what? Newsflash, like life is not all about you, right? <laughs> hard, to, hard to figure out for some people. It is. And it was hard for me because I was like, hey, this is my plan for the day and I'm going to go do it. Good luck with what you're doing. See you at six o'clock at night. Right. Guess what? A marriage doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, you might be married and you might stay married, but are you really going to be as happy as you could be if you were working with that person and if you were thinking about their needs first? I think that's such a huge thing is, and I'm not perfect at it. Like a lot of the days I'm terrible at it, but I feel like a marriage is so much more successful if you say, you know, I like I love Logan more than I love myself. I care about his needs more than I care about mine. And while that's not always easy, and while there's some days where I'm like, dude, I do not want to run to the store for you. I'd really rather play Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm going to go to the store for you. I'm going to train my brain to care about you more. It's those little things that make a marriage just blend and, and mesh so much better together. Because guess what he's going to do in return? The next time I need something, you think he's going to be selfish about it? Probably not because we've, we've practiced and we've built up all these little things and all these little caring actions 
of just loving the other person more than we love ourselves and caring about them more than we care about ourselves. Well, it sounds like you guys have a good foundation. I hope that that continues as you go. You know, I hope so too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's no reason that it shouldn't. So good for you. You guys are pretty early in your journey. Um, We're babies. We're (laughs) we're so little. Do you ever have feelings of self-doubt and feel like maybe it would be easier to go back to a (laughs) nine-to-five? And if so, how do you overcome those? No, not really. (laughs) Um, I think it depends on... I used to, yeah, 100%. Um, Especially being in college, you have friends and family who are saying, why don't you just keep doing college? Or oh, I just got a great job and I make 60 grand a year, you know, and there's some days where if I'm, you know, if accounts receivable don't come in or if I'm just not feeling very confident in the business for whatever reason, I'm like, you know, that security does sound really nice. Yeah, right. Um, But the more secure you are, the less opportunity you have. And I don't want to... I don't want to lessen my opportunity just to be more secure. That just doesn't sound fun to me. Um, I get bored really, really fast. And so if I don't have something to keep me excited and keep me busy, I just, things just get really mundane. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what, what keeps me going every day is like, oh my gosh, what's my opportunity like today? Um, because owning a business and and having having something to build and having, you know, so many responsibilities like that's not easy and there are some days where it totally sucks like i'm sure you get that yes you guys mm-hmm. built you know <laughs> oswald and with your with your podcast and just with everything you do right you're probably like some days where it's like i don't want to do this anymore yeah, i prefer to just check out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but right? i'm like you i get bored easily so we good yes yeah, so you get it yes Yay. yes yes but it's like there's there's so much opportunity out there and that opportunity would be capped if I was working a nine to five. Yeah, um, and so as scary as it is sometimes, it's way worth the reward because I know that I'm not going to quit. If I, if I didn't have confidence in my perseverance, I, I don't know what a better word would be, but if I didn't have more confidence in myself and... And if I didn't know if I would keep going, yeah, I might want to quit. But I've watched myself since I was a kid and like going back. You believe in yourself. Yeah. Like I'm going to do something big. Yeah, exactly. Like going back to with my parents, you know, you fall, you fall off the horse, you get back on. I wasn't allowed to put the horse away until I got (laughs) back on and rode it around one more time. And Uh so having that mentality of, oh, I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. I don't know what the word quit means. Like that's so motivating to me because on a bad day, I'm like, yeah, today kind of sucks. Today is not fun. That that has nothing to do with tomorrow though. And that has nothing to do with my potential success. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to get back on the horse and I'm going to ride off into the sunset and I'll be here tomorrow. And it's going to just keep getting better. It's that drive of, I want to succeed more than I just want security. And Logan has that too. And so we're able to just, we balance each other out. You know, he has good days. I have bad days and vice versa, where you can, you can motivate the other person and then you just keep going. It works together like that. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have resources or books that you'd recommend? I mean, books, podcasts, whatever it is that you'd recommend to any of the listeners that keep you going? So many. Oh my gosh. Um, the first one that comes to mind is the Quick Talk podcast okay. by Josh Latimer. Okay. Um, 
he is absolutely incredible. Him and his wife, Ashley, work together um, and they've built a lot of businesses. They have a few kids now and they're just so down to earth. But Josh will tell you what's up and tell you what you're doing wrong and how to fix it. Okay, he's, good. he's so awesome. Um, the Grant Cardone podcast yeah. is absolutely incredible. The G&E show, which is Grant and Elena. Um, I mean, Grant, Grant and Elena Cardone have really, I think, taught Logan and I where we want to be when we're their age. And for anyone who doesn't know who that is, they're multi-billionaires who have built from sub-zero. You know, he, like Grant was addicted to drugs and alcohol, had a horrible background. Um, Elena used to be really insecure and she was actually an actress. And then they, they met together and started building this empire and now they're She's 40-something, and he just turned 60. And so Logan and I look at them a lot because we're like, that's where we can be. Yeah. You know, we started out. There's we're a, we're way ahead of them, you know, in our early 20s than they were when they were in their early 20s. And so if they can do that, well, what are we capable of? Yeah, right. It's like this Good. competition <laughs> that Grant and Elena don't even know about <laughs> that keep us entertained and keep us going. Yeah. So anything by Grant Cardone, all of his books I would recommend. Um, and I have a bunch of books on my desk that I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> what can I recommend? These, These are good. The E-Myth is an incredible book. Mm -hmm. um, the podcast called Happier by Gretchen Rubin has been amazing for like my mental health, keeping me happy and motivated every day. She's amazing. Cause it's not just about business. Like you have to be mentally strong every day. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I think so, that that's a great, great advice to other business owners. You've got to take care of yourself and keep yourself in that good headspace. Oh, absolutely. So what are what is the future for you and Logan and High Caliber Cleaning? Oh, I'm so excited for our future. <laughs> um, we want to build High Caliber Cleaning so that it's, hopefully nationwide, but at least in all of the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Um, we're getting to the point where we can, we're getting ready to open a second branch in like 2021. Early of 2021 is when we're going to be fully ready for it. Um, okay. And we're hoping to do that in Boise, Idaho. Great. Because that's, that's where I'm from. Um, and I have a bunch of people over there. Hey, come open a second location. Right. I have property. I have this. My, my parents always say, hey, if you had another location, I'd come get my car cleaned, you know, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we want to open up more locations, but we're right now we're focusing on making this branch golden yeah. so that we can duplicate it and then copy and paste in all these other locations. Right. Um, and we don't want to do this forever. I, <laughs> like I said, I get bored really easy. So high caliber cleaning is great, but we really, really want to get into the real estate niche niche is that the right word niche yeah i, I say, say either way and I, it seems to both. go so there yeah, you go there that works but um we bought our first house about six months ago and we're working on paying it off so that it can be a rental um and then we're just we've just been stacking cash so that we can get our first multifamily property yeah um idaho falls is growing so much and it's a great place to get started on real estate. So I don't want to just be a real estate broker. Like I'm not planning on that, but just flipping houses and then just providing great places for people to live because you have to have somewhere to live. Yes, indeed. And I'm not going to be one of those landlords that just charges a ton for a crappy apartment. I'm not about that. You know, I want to help people and I want that to start with where they live at. Um, 
and, and actually have it be affordable housing, but have it be nice. And so we really want to get into the real estate niche, niche. <laughs> niche, whatever niche. it is. It's a niche. <laughs> um, because we've, I mean, that's what Grant and Elena did. Um, and there's, there's a lot of other real estate business owners who have, that's what they've built their empire on. Right. Because Absolutely. real estate's never going to go away. Yeah. And so I, you know, all these books that we've read, we realized that high caliber cleaning can be our seed money. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we don't have to work for anyone else. We can just help people that work in the business. We can help our customers with having a great clean car. And that's going to help build the next step in our empire, which is the real estate. And after that, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I think you never know what doors will open as you take all of these journeys. Right. Uh, and where that will lead you. So right, yeah. I think uh, the great thing is to hear your attitude. And I think that's inspiring to the listeners to kind of understand that um, we all have to start somewhere. And it and it takes time. Uh, Gary Vee is uh, very famous for talking about how None of this will happen overnight. So, mm, yeah. um, you, no one wakes up and they're a millionaire. You know, people are like, "Well, that happened overnight." It didn't. No, These guys it never there. does. Yeah, it never worked does. And worked and worked. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think you've given us some great I, lessons in how that should look. Oh, thank you. Tell me, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience that we didn't cover? We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, well, I mean, you touched on the the overnight success. I just want people to know that it's okay if it's not overnight. That's that's something that happens in fake world. Yeah. You know, fake book as a lot of people call it. And it's not real. That success does not come overnight. Just like you can't train for a marathon overnight. It's going to be really hard. You're going to have great days, you're going to have horrible days. And it's all part of it. Like that's you're meant to go through the experiences that you're going through, but you you're gonna make it if you don't quit. And you're gonna make it if you have people to back you up. Um, having a coaching team, um, having great resources to turn to when we don't know what to do has been, I mean, that's what's kept high caliber cleaning up and, and just taking the time. You have to take the time to grow your success because if you try to do it overnight, a, you might hate yourself the next day. <laughs> yeah. And B, you're going to be exhausted because it's that's not the reality of it. So yes, don't get complacent. Don't just sit there and say, oh, well, it's okay if it takes 30 years. Don't, don't do that. But don't expect it to be overnight either. Take it as it comes and be proactive with your choices because if you do that, and if you just keep going no matter what, you're going to make it. Absolutely. Just keep hustling. Keep hustling. Keep grinding. Get back on the horse every single day. Good. Good messages. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. It's, this is really fun. Well, it's fun to hear your passion and feel your energy for creating business and serving our community. And I feel like we need to hear young entrepreneur stories more often um, to re-energize us, to reach our own <laughs> goals. So keep chasing your vision. And I hope to be able to speak to you guys again in the future with more businesses you've created. Yes, it's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited to see how we help Idaho Falls and, and then Idaho and then all the surrounding states. So you'll be hearing our name a lot more often. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, thanks Renee. Thank you, appreciate you being on the show. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair. Oswald is a family-owned bi family business and it has been serving East Idaho for over 80 years. So if you're looking for an honest mechanic, come and see us and let our family 
take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hi, hey, thanks for joining me for the business leadership moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference. If you aren't familiar with it, please check it out at www.idahorisecon.com. And it also has a sister event, which meets monthly, um, where we get together with business owners and just talk about things that are happening in our business and our lives, and great things happen. So I'd love to see you at the next event. Today, I am coming to you... um, kind of bummed. And I'm sorry to start this segment like that, but I want to be really honest with you. Um, I don't have great words of wisdom today other than to just share with you a little bit about what's going on in my journey. Uh, I don't know if I have shared this with you guys or not, but I have been a nurse for 30 years. I have shared that, I know, but I quit my job uh, the first part of December. So healthcare, I, I love healthcare, but I just was feeling like I had done what I wanted to do in healthcare, and that there was another calling for me out there. And partly this show had opened up some doors for me in the business space. Kevin and I's business, Oswald Service, was um, has opened up some doors for me. And I wanted to pursue more of the um, business arena and um, really apply the skills that I have learned over the last 30 years to help other people in their businesses, by doing consulting and coaching. So that's been what I've been working on for the last six weeks or so. And man, you know, it was just, it was just humming along. Things were falling into place and I had some great opportunities happen and I'd signed a client. Um, I, I had another opportunity that was looking like it was just gonna be exactly what I was being prepared for. And um, over the course of the last couple of weeks, those things have fallen through. Um, I, I no longer have that client that I thought that I had. And today I got some news about this other opportunity that it is, it's just not going to work out at this time. So um, I'm bummed. I, you know, I feel like um, I've been kicked a little bit. But What I also know is that this is the way things go, right? Um, Life just hands us all sorts of different opportunities. And one of the things I think as I've looked back over the last six weeks in thinking that I've had things that that I didn't necessarily have, I've, um, I've allowed myself to be in a waiting phase where I... I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these things to to come to fruition. I'm waiting uh, before I really hustle some of the other things that I want to do. And this has been a great lesson for me on, because now I feel kind of stuck, right? I'm like, oh crap, now now I need to to look at what I'm doing and and start over. I I don't know. I don't think it's a full start over, but um, I... I think that that's what happens to a lot of us, that when we feel stuck, it's almost 100% because we're waiting for something. We're waiting for something or someone, the right time or the right person, waiting before we feel motivated, waiting 
until we have permission, waiting for a sign from God, waiting for um, the right hairdo, I don't know, whatever it is, um, we're waiting. And I think this has been a great lesson for me about remembering that, you know, whatever we're waiting for, um, it may not be coming. And if we're looking for an external force or something else to be our motivator, um, we, a lot of the times are going to be disappointed. And, uh, this is just another reminder to me about the only force that can create change in my life is me. That success and happiness come from internal forces, and that's me, and I have a hundred percent control over that. I um I'm not a victim. So I just wanted to tell you guys that I'm I'm um I'm trying not to be a Debbie Downer. I want to be I want to be happy, but honestly, I'm feeling a little sad right now. So I'm going to share my sadness, but I'm also going to share my lesson from this. And um, I know I've got to just I, I got to take care of it. Um, if I want things to be different, I've got to do it myself. And I don't mean to say that in a victim way, like I got to do it myself. I, I'm actually really happy about that. That I don't have to turn my power over to somebody else, that I can have control over this. Um, and that I don't have to stay feeling sad, right? Because I have control over that too. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to me so much. And I hope that this has helped you in some little way. And I look forward to you being with me and my next guest on the show next week. So we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com